back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp, joined here by Luke Stampini. We have some breaking news, so we wanted to get you a quick episode to kind of break down the latest. Luke, why don't you go ahead and fill us in on the big news for Florida? Yeah, Florida announced that uh, former Georgia outside linebacker Brenton Cox is joining the Florida Gators and, and becoming a member of the team. And, you know, that's a that's a big get for Florida just because of the, his sheer talent. Uh, you know, coming out of high school, he was a five-star recruit. The industry-generated 24-7 sports composite ranked him as the number 23 overall prospect in the 2018 recruiting class. He played as a true freshman last year at Georgia, played in 13 games, got one start, uh, tallied 20 tackles and two tackles for loss and a sack. So he's a guy that has some experience and obviously a talented prospect to be able to go to a school like Georgia and, and play so much right away. You know, coming out of high school, I saw him several different times. And, you know, he was a little bit different than, I guess, most high school defensive ends in in the fact that he kind of had some bulk to him. You know, he was pushing 250 pounds uh, in high school um, and and at six foot four. And, you know, if you look at some of the defensive ends and those bucks that Florida has signed um, lately, buck, uh, outside linebacker, whatever. The, the title you want to give them, similar to what Brenton Cox will probably play. Florida signed a lot of guys that are in that 215-pound range, you know, with Chris Bogle, Muhammad um, Diabate, and Lloyd Summerall, and those types, uh, where Brenton, you know, doesn't really, you know, he's obviously been in an SEC strength and conditioning uh, program for a year already, and but coming in, coming out of high school, he didn't need that, uh, you know, bulk added to him. And, and so he was more of a ready-made player, uh, you know, than maybe what Florida has been able to sign lately. Luke, obviously, you know, this is big news in some ways, uh, just from a, a numbers, a star standpoint. You look at Florida's roster going into 2019, they didn't have a five-star on the roster. And suddenly you add a guy like Brenton Cox. What does that do in terms of starting to change, I, I think, maybe some of the perceptions uh, about the way Dan Mullen recruits, because this is not the first time he's landed an elite transfer. Yeah, I think this is kind of the new way of college football. You know, the way the transfer market is, you have to leave space for guys like this. You mentioned Florida was able to land Van Jefferson uh, from Old Miss, and they were able to land um, Trayvon Grimes from Ohio State, two guys that are going to be, uh, you know, have big roles in the wide receiving core this year, uh, as well as they've gone and helped out the defensive line over the, uh, you know, the past couple uh, recruiting cycles as well via the transfer, uh, you know, transfer portal. And so no matter how you get the talent on your roster, whether you sign them out of high school, whether you get them on uh, as a transfer, you know, talent is talent. And any way you can improve the talent, you know, top to bottom on your roster, I think is a good thing. Luke, you talked about him a little bit physically. Um, did you have any impressions of, of how, you know, Cox was as a player in terms of what things he can add to that buck position? No, I mean, he brings, obviously, quickness, but he also has that power, and I think that's where that uh, 200, pushing 250 pounds comes in. He had a nice blend of both, you know. I, I remember writing about him at the Under Armour All-American game, you know, one of the best, you know, high school All-American games there is, and, and a lot of top talent per, uh, participated in that game, and you know, in that contest, he was able to record two sacks and three tackles for loss and, and made an impact, uh, you know, on the game. And so whether it's getting after the quarterback or stuff in the run, you know, I think he's able to do both. And, and that's something that he can bring to Florida's defense. 
And we talked about it a little bit on, on our last podcast about when we were talking about the nickelback position, how, you know, Florida likes to get guys that can play multiple spots and stick them in these, you know, these positions where you're not really sure if he's going to end up playing a nickel or, you know, say weak side linebacker on any given snap. I think when you add guys like Cox that, that are a little bit bigger, um, kind of in the same mold as Jonathan Greener, you know, the, the graduate transfer that Florida added from Louisville this offseason, you have the ability to put those guys on the field, and you're not really sure if Cox is going to be playing that buck role or if he'll be playing, you know, more strong side end role. And so that makes it less predictable for offenses, I think, to be able to pick up where the pass rush is coming from. I also think, too, you know, we were looking at the roster, you know, months ago and, and kind of looking at those the, the glut of buck types that Florida had recruited. You mentioned them, uh, the guys in the 215-type pound range, the Mahmoud Diabate, um, you know, the, the Bogles, the uh, Lloyd Summerall's, those types of guys, and wondering if, um, you know, maybe Florida was going a little too heavy on those guys. You, you get so many guys that are light. Um, you're going to have to bulk some of them up. It seems like in the last couple months, Florida's realized that, okay, maybe we need a little bit more bulk, you know, in that buck position, in that end position. You add guys like Jonathan Greenard and, and Brenton Cox, I think you start to get a little bit more of that size, and I think that'll be helpful for Florida. Absolutely, and you mentioned the position versatility, and, uh, you know, I think he's got the size that he can flip over to that strong side, as you mentioned, and he can be that outside linebacker buck and, and sometimes drop into coverage if he needs to. Uh, ultimately, this is a guy who's an SEC starter that you're adding to your team already. You know, coming out of Georgia's mm -hmm. spring spring game, uh, you know, they had him up there, uh, you know, first team, Jack linebacker. Uh, it was like an or situation, but Georgia sometimes uses multiple Jack linebackers on the field at the same time. And so uh, he was going to get a, a lot of reps for Georgia this fall, and he was definitely going to be in that rotation. And, and it's going to be a key part to their defense. Now, Luke, I know we never really know with the NCAA, but at this point, we're not expecting uh, Cox most likely to receive a waiver to play in 2019, correct? That would be my guess. But as you said, we're not sure, you know, <laughs> what they can yeah. go to the NCAA with and, and potentially try to get that waiver. I would venture a guess is probably not uh, going to play or be allowed to play this year for, for the Gators. Uh, even if he is allowed to play, like he's joining fall camp so late, you know, right. I just don't see him making an impact. Certainly not week one versus uh, for uh, Miami, but I mean, the way I just don't think the waiver wouldn't get done in time, and there's too little time for him to to learn the scheme and and kind of get caught up. Um, but no, I I just don't expect to see him on the field in in 2019. Yeah, and kind of where I was going with that, though, is, is I think you look at Florida's roster, um, and I'm looking at, you know, the breakdown in front of me of the rush ends they have on the roster. You've got a huge gap between, you know, the guys that they brought in to fill some immediate leadership roles and John Greenard, um, and then obviously Jeremiah Moon, you know, is a, is a redshirt junior. But you're looking at the, you know, the scholarship chart, and there's a big gap between those two before you get to the Andrew Chatfields, uh, the Diabates, the Bogle, Summerall types. Um, so I think Cox is a guy that, you know, even if he does have to sit out a year, um, you get him comfortable with the defense in 2019. And like you said, all of a sudden, then you've got a guy who's got a little bit more experience, has played some, um, and is maybe ready, a little bit more ready to step in from a physical standpoint than some of these other guys. I think what you're seeing is the Florida staff's doing a pretty good job of trying to add some class balance uh, to the mix. And, you know, this is not the only position they've done that at, but I think they've done a good job 
um, kind of like we talked about building the roster in ways other than just recruiting, you know, these, these transfers, uh, four transfers, I believe are going to start this year. When you look at Jefferson Grimes, Lucas Kroll and Adam Schuler, actually five, cause Greenard will start as well. Um, so I, I think that, um, this is, it's an interesting pickup for Florida, you know, for whatever reason, whatever the reasons were that, that Cox is opting to leave Georgia. Um, I don't think you can look at this as anything but a positive for Florida, um, in terms of the quality of talent you're adding, especially at a position where maybe you needed to fill some gaps in the depth chart. Yeah, and the, the stopgap that he would be is huge because maybe those freshmen that are on campus right now, they may not be ready to play in 2020 um, or start, you know, knowing the, the amount of weight that they got to put on. You know, are they going to, is, is a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore going to be someone that you can lean on? Uh, in that spot in 2020. And, and that kind of looks like what Florida would have had to do, um, you know, ha- had they not been able to add Brenton Cox. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Well, Luke, anything else to uh, to add to this one, or is that pretty much uh, cover our grounds? No, I think that's good. Uh, you know, big pickup for Florida, and and continue to uh, to work that transfer market and and fill in those holes that you may have on the roster is is kind of the new thing in college football. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you like the quick recap on the latest Florida news, uh, we, we tend to do this anytime there's big news. Uh, so be sure to drop us a review uh, wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a nice, uh, a nice comment, if you will. And stay tuned because we'll be back in the near future with more Florida football.